Highbridge family. This is Andy, and I'm coming to you through a podcast, but you probably already knew that because you're listening. <laughs> anyway, um, as, as far as I know, we've never actually had any podcasts released since we've been around as a church, and so I'm kind of excited because one of my motivations for starting this whole thing was finding a way to really engage and encourage and inform our church family through a new medium. And in all honesty, because we've been so like zoomed out and whatever over the last year, I didn't want to do something video related and a podcast is something that seemed a little more uh, appealing to me. So anyway, the goal of this podcast is to, as I said, um, be able to encourage and inform our church family, people that I love and live amongst. And I I love being able to serve in any way I can. So hopefully this podcast meets that goal in some way, shape, or form. Some topics that will probably be covered at some point. This is a relatively long list with a lot of different uh, small sub-subjects, but things like just everyday spiritual life, uh, spiritual formation, more analytical Bible study or systematic theology, uh, even apologetics and evangelism and pastoral care and counseling. So that's obviously, again, a very wide range of topics, but those are all topics that I have personal passion for and think that I might be able to speak some value into for our church. So yeah, the generally at, at this point, <laughs> this is still very new, so we'll see if this persists going forward, but the format I'm anticipating is pretty straightforward, just as, have each, each episode covering a topic, um, trying to be relatively focused so it's not too meandering and and uh just vague and that could be in the solo form like i'm doing today but hopefully uh, in the future i'll definitely be hoping to have guests from our church whether that's staff elders or maybe you if you're listening right now if this sounds at all interesting to you i, I love having conversations it's much harder to do this solo so that that could be an exciting uh thing in the future uh after doing that i thought I, i'm also as some of you may know, or most of you probably know, is obviously I love music and have a lot to do with music for our church. And so I like the idea of being able to just share about a great song that is either relevant to the topic of the episode or just has been really resonating with me a lot uh, lately. And then really just closing with a a benediction of sorts, if I may be so bold, uh, because I really do miss the opportunity to, on a more regular basis, be able to pray for, pray over, um, and really speak words of encouragement directly to you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the gist of what I, how I see this going forward. Of course, this may all be totally subject to change because I've never done this before. So I appreciate your understanding and patience in advance. So with that being said, this, this episode, I simply wanted to talk a little bit about uh, an excerpt from the book of Colossians from the Colossians chapter one, specifically verses 15 through 20. And if you've been following in our church's month of prayer and fasting, this was the passage that was picked for this first week of prayer and fasting. Um, Our church-wide prayer focus for the whole month is the supremacy of Christ, the supremacy of Jesus. And uh, to be honest, I also didn't realize that this was the passage that had been picked by Kurt in advance to be this week's scripture to reflect upon. And I just kind of independent, not to say that no one thinks of this passage, but I independently thought of this passage and really wanted to kind of create a meditation on it. And so sometimes what I do with, I usually do it with songs, but 
decided to do it with scripture this uh yes this was yesterday actually i just r- copied and pasted the words from colossians 1 15 to 20 on a word doc and i just start kind of in a way annotating it well more specifically i'll i'll underline things i'll boldface things i'll all caps things i'll increase the font size on certain words and what i what the end product is kind of like this semi-visual literary representation of the words of scripture in a way that draws your eyes to certain things that to me seem especially poignant and important to notice. So now I'll just read that. So here is Colossians 1, 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So one thing that really stood out to me after doing this exercise, if you will, of, of really studying this passage and going through the words and highlighting and bolding and underlining, et cetera, et cetera. The first thing that really popped out was this repetition of this theme of all things. Obviously, as a whole package, this passage is very clearly portraying the supremacy of Jesus but more specifically, it portrays it by connecting him and establishing what his relationship is with all things in heaven and on earth, the things that are visible and invisible. And I think it's five times that the words, all things, the phrase, all things comes up. Verse 16, for by him, all things were created. Later in verse 16, all things were created through him and for him. And immediately following and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And finally, in verse 20, reconcile to himself all things. So the repetition of those two words within the span of six verses is definitely noteworthy. And not only does the concept of everything get mentioned those five times, but the the phrase in everything is used, all the fullness of God, there's, there's so much vocabulary here that really speaks about the relationship that Jesus has to everything else. Uh, just, I'm just imagining from the, the largest to the small, his relationship to every sun in the galaxy, every galaxy in the universe, and his, his relationship to every molecule of water, his relationship to every baby child that's born, his relationship to every government and president and king, all those things, all of them 
from top to bottom. They were created by him. They were created through him and for him. He is the one that it's all meant for. It's, it's not just meant for us to enjoy, us to experience, and to, yeah, to, to, to find life in, but they are created for his glory. And why, why, why might that be the case? Because in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So with all that said, I actually wanted to suggest two songs that maybe you might enjoy uh, related to this topic of the supremacy of Jesus. The f- they kind of both came to mind at the same time, if that even is possible, slash makes sense. But the first one is a song that we've actually, I think, y- used it at least once, if not twice. And it's actually been in the Advent season. And it's not so much a song as it is kind of a poem put to an instrumental track in the background, but it's specifically the first and last verse of this song, which is called Emmanuel by the now, the no longer active trio, Beautiful Eulogy. And so I just want to read you the first and last verse of this song. And uh, by no means does me reading these these lyrics do the song any justice, but just to give you a preview, so that if you're if it intrigues you enough, you can go listen to to it for yourself because it's totally worth the two minutes that it takes. So the first verse of this song says, "Lift up your eyes and see the riches of the all sufficient King, seated on His throne in glory. See His scepter that stretches the expanse of unmeasured space." Hear him who holds all things together declare, all things are mine without exception. And the last verse of the song reads, He is our God, and we are mere men made by him. We are not like him, but he loves us and moves among us. The great uncreated and the created, no longer separated. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And I, I just love how this song is so beautifully and articulately able to illustrate the the grandeur of Jesus, but also the intimacy of Jesus. It starts by talking about how Jesus reigns in heaven above. He holds all things together, literally all things. And then yet the song ends with, this line, he is, he is Emmanuel, God with us. There is no longer separation. And so I mean, that, that alone is, is something that points to the supremacy of Jesus, his ability to exist as this cosmic, cosmic man being <laughs> in heaven, but also his ability to exist as a brother, as a friend, as a, as a savior. So Highly recommend you listen to that song because me reading the lyrics again just does no justice to it. The other song that uh, I thought of when I was meditating on this this section from Colossians was a song that we just very recently introduced at our, actually our last month's uh, church-wide worship gathering, and it's called Is He Worthy? The original artist is actually Andrew Peterson, not Chris Tomlin, for those of you who might think otherwise. Um, but... 
more specifically, if just to add some extra flair to that, one of my favorite renditions of this song, because it is a relatively popular song at the moment, is by a group called Maverick City Music. And they do a medley that I just actually introduced to Heath today, uh, that he really liked the, at least the idea of, I don't know about the execution, but it, it, it combined some 90s oldies, Agnes Day, and um, I can't remember the name of the other song. But all that to say, um, yeah, this song, Is He Worthy? It's It's really inspired by revelation five which is from the apostle john's vision in the throne room of god where he sees all all the host of of the heavens worshiping worshiping jesus as the only one who is worthy and so man that that, that song that that version i really like you know all the versions are good for different reasons but i i personally like that version a lot um the maverick city music version it really does speak to, it really reminds us in a very simple w- way. I just repeatedly asking this question, is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? And, and the and the chorus resolves by simply saying he is. So I, I, lo- I love that song. Um, hopefully you guys love it too. Um, yeah. Those, so those are two songs, Emmanuel by Beautiful Eulogy and is he worthy by andrew peterson the version i'm thinking about maverick city music highly recommend both of them hopefully at least one of them is somewhat intriguing encouraging fun for you to listen to well that's it for today folks (laughs) sorry that sounds really cliche but yeah um thanks for listening this far if you have listened this far if not, I guess this will never be heard by your ears. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been fun. Please let me know if this is at all interesting or exciting or helpful to you in some way. Uh, I'd love to get feedback just I mean, if for no other reason to improve this as much as I can uh, to make it as much of a value as possible. So yeah, with that, all that, I just want to pray over pray over you guys um again just grateful that i have the chance to be able to be paid to serve (laughs) that's definitely not something i want to take for granted and want to be to to take full advantage of all the opportunity i have to serve so um yeah i just want to pray um god i thank you that it is so clear even with just six verses of scripture it is so clear that Jesus is supreme, that Jesus is more worthy than anything. God, that Jesus is over everything, that all things were created through him and for him. Um, yeah, God, I just, I pray that that reality would be a reality that not only changes our life for moments, God, but... Um, but it's a reality that permeates our day to day. It's a reality that changes how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we see this world around us and what it's all meant for and that it's ultimately all for you. Um, God, I, I pray over my brothers and sisters of, at the bridge. I pray that wherever they are listening to this right now, just wherever they've been the last few days, week, month, year. God, I pray that you would be bringing a renewal. You would be bringing um, 
encouragement and comfort in the fact that Jesus is supreme, that Jesus is supreme over our circumstances. God, he's supreme in our circumstances. And I pray that, yeah, that that your love would just continue to be all the more evident to each and every one of us as we live this life that you've so graciously given us. God, I thank you for the chance to be able to speak to them, even if it is a one-way conversation. I thank you for the opportunity to just speak and hopefully encourage them. I pray that you would make the most of it. We love you. Amen. The Bridge HTX is a network of house churches located in Houston, Texas. We commit to a journey of transformation together towards Jesus for the glory of God.